Yo, Marcus. Yo. Do you like movies? Yes, I do. Hey, M2 Mate. Yeah, what's up? Do you like movies? Definitely. Definitely do. Warren Wade Anderson, do you like movies? Of course. Well, that's good to know. This is Zebras in America podcast, movie podcast. This is basically one of like the crews the last time. I don't think we've had this configuration ever together, but these are these are like, you know, when I think of like extended team zebras, M2 Gant and Warren Wade motherfucking Anderson always on the list. <laughs> so we thought what better Christmas episode where we talk about the the five new films by Steve McQueen called Small Axe, where I'm I'm sure we all really liked Red, White, and Blue the best. Why not? Have, <laughs> why not have um, M2 Gant and Warren Wade Anderson on? How are you guys? We're good. Well, good. I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. You know, I'm good. And we we took a week off because of technical difficulties. It was not my fault, Doug. Hi, Doug. Anyways, um, so yeah, let's get into it. Steve McQueen, um, British director, not the actor. Uh, yes. He is made, he's uh, considered one of the great British directors of modern time. Uh, his film Hunger was quite excellent. Then he made Shame, then he made 12 Years a Slave, and then he made Widows, which was probably my least favorite of the four. And then this year, out of nowhere comes out with five movies, depending on where you live in the country or in the world. It was put out by BBC or was put out by Amazon, and it's five films called Small Axe, uh, mostly about um, West Indian diaspora living in London through, well, England, through certain political times and, and measures, and and yeah, we figured instead of talk, making an episode about each one, we would just talk about it. So uh, I guess we'll start with the the names of there. There there were five: mm-hmm. Mangrove, which was about a famous restaurant um, and a, a specific political incident that happened there. Red, white, and blue about the first uh, black policeman in England. Then there was Lovers Rock which is a nice story about two people meeting at a house party. Then there's Alex Wheaton, which is about the... Uh, or- Weedle. Weedle, Weedle yeah. sorry. Sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. About the origin story of the writer, Alex Weedle. Uh, all of these are based or based on truish stories. And there's Education, which, uh, spoiler alert, was my favorite, which, mm. which talks Same. about Same. how... West Indian immigrants in England were sort of screwed over by the education system. Mm-hmm. So would y'all like to start with one or talk about your experience with Steve McQueen or, or whatever? You know, I, I would I would love to, to hear M. Tume's take on it because <laughs> because he's been he's been he started communicating with us and just to one communication, you know, I have my take on it because I'm from I'm from uh, yeah I'm of Caribbean descent and I have aunts and uncles and cousins who live in London. My mother went to school in 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 you know uh, right outside of London. So 
you know, if we could talk about the films first, and then I can get in, I can sort of flesh out a little bit of sort of the backstory and the kind of the deeper things in there that I saw that perhaps you may not have seen. Or mm-hmm. does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. Um, I mean, or we could do a general kind of go around. I mean, yeah. Um, I guess Scott. I know Scott requested the kind of the, the how do we you know the Steve McQueen. I could maybe start there. Um, you know, when like when Hunger came out some years ago, I, I was very excited. I found I found McQueen a very exciting director. I, I really quite liked Hunger, and I was into Shame. Do you know I recently discovered that a lot of people don't like Shame? Have you know, have, have any of y'all noticed that? Uh, I, I, I thought noticed, that film was a lot more popular than I than 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 I remember it being. When it first came, Shame is one of those interesting things. Like when it first came out, or at least in the first year, you know, a lot of people liked it. It got a lot of buzz, like critically and like award wise. But yeah. over the years, I do really love the movie Shame. But I will admit that over essentially the, this decade, it's kind of been forgotten about for the most yeah. part. And I think the only hardcore fans are the ones who are with it from day one. Like, you don't hear people in, like, 2016 or 2017, like, discovering it or rediscovering it. It's just kind of like... so. And it's one of those things where people either strongly dislike it or really love it. There's no middle ground with that. I've never seen someone go, like, "Eh, that's pretty good. I've never, ever come across that. It's either, like, it's a masterpiece or people just have so many issues with it. And and I've heard people call it... A former guest of the show, I won't say his name, he's called it phony he's called the movie phony yeah. um so, so i've heard a lot of just extreme polar opposites when it comes yeah. to that specific movie yeah so. and, it's and it's his horniest movie <laughs> yeah it's so literally <laughs> good one it's so and weird then, to say and then you know t- 12 years of slave is one of those movies that you know That's if people if, if people really like it you know i'm with it if people really don't like it i'm with like i just don't really like I don't have a time embracing other people's opinions. There's things I really like about 12 Years a Slave. And there's things that over the years when I've watched it, I just like are like unforgivably like not well done, in my Same. opinion. Like I just said that to... It's I, just I, bad. I just said that to another... I'll, I'll say his the former guest of the show, Rob Cotto. I just said that to him the other day where it's like he brought up 12 Years a Slave just the other day. And I was like, I don't mean this to sound mean, but I haven't thought about that movie until you just brought it up the other day. Same. And this was like eight years ago. But I don't, but like when I, I and, and it's also like, I have no, again, I'm not saying this to be mean, but like I've had no desire to go back and rewatch it. Not because no. it's like, oh, it's so harsh or whatever. Like it's a good movie, but it's just, you know, I mean, it's, Hunger Hunger I, and I, Shame I think, are the two movies where I've, I've, I've rewatched o- over the, his first two movies are the only ones that I've like rewatched and come back to. I, I think it's up there with like, in a way, and maybe this is the major, major, uh, most major put down, but it's up there with Driving Miss Daisy or Ooh. Green Book. Oh, wow. I don't. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, I don't. Dropkick. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, that that's nowhere where I was going. But if that, I mean, that's how you feel. Cool. I. I that's no. <laughs> but you know I, what, Warren? No, no, I, 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 you know what, Warren? No, to be fair, when, but when people, when people if you're say talking status wise, I get it. I, I I I get what you mean. I don't mind when people status. say that. I don't mind when people say it. I honestly go, okay, huh. I hear you. No, no, but what what I'm trying to say is that, um, and, and maybe I, I chose the most harsh way to say it, but you said what, it really harsh. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> what what I'm I guess overall I'm trying to say is that I don't feel like I feel like he crafted the film, but I don't feel him in the film as opposed to mm. the other films. I hear that. Does that make I sense? hear that. It has and its moment, but I, I get what you mean. Overall. 
And there's possibly, you know, to extend what you're saying, Warren, there's possibly ways that he's in the film by accident that aren't yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah, good yeah. for him, yes, us looking right, at right. him. They're, 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 they're shots, they're shots and they're sequences that are definitely his. But overall, as a um, as, as the overall movie, I don't feel like he's fully in it. You know, and then I, I, I really okay. didn't like Widows. And 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 not we had a whole late. episode about it. It it, it, yeah. it it's what started me. I went back. <laughs> that was a slow progression. I never loved it, but I liked it. Then we had the podcast, and then like over these last two years, I was like thinking about it, and then more and more, it's like I don't like that. I I, I don't like widows. Like I don't like it. I, I went from I have a different... no, this is good, and then it's one of those things where either widows should have tried to take out all the social justice politically whatever checkpoints and just make like a like a Michael Mann style like slick action movie and don't try to do all this extra stuff I would have liked or that. M- make it like a four part mini series and really get into it but, or not make but, it <laughs> or you know what I think that you know well that well that's a third well, option you guys know you know where the the original story came from right it's a British TV yeah. show right yeah, yeah. So then I it was, you know, it was remade. It was remade in the late nineties. Uh, one, one got one person at a time. Series into this movie. I think we have a delay. And so he, he had all of these different elements, like you said, like you know, whether it be the politicians could have been one episode, the 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 widows themselves could be another episode. You know, like all of these different and, and sort of the racial kind of dynamics could be another episode. And I think he tried to jam all of that into one. That's why I think perhaps a lot of people don't find that movie as satisfying as it should be. I also, I, I could feel very much that he did not know his subject. And I don't think Gillian Flynn knew her subject either, who co-wrote it with him. Or wrote it. I don't think they knew what they were talking about. It was, it yeah. was, it, it was really clear that they were outsiders using this backdrop to make some kind of discussion about I don't want to really get into it, but like about 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 various things that are very popular. So, so the, let me ask you guys: What do you think about widows that was so egregious in your mind? Because I have more empathy for widows in a way than I, I, I mean do for Twelve Years a Slave. Right, right, right. Out of the bat, there's like I think the one thing that started my downward spiral, backwards domino effect was the scene where their son who we share the same name when right. he gets killed was, and they never go it, it, it's like it was right there like he was driving and he was on a cell phone just have him crash his car while he's on the phone with you and and there you go like your son died and it was tragic and maybe you kind of blame yourself because you were on the phone with him but the whole like cop you know put your hands up i'm gonna shoot you like it, it just it really was such a hail mary thrown out of nowhere and then one after another yeah it was like an a, afterthought as, as M2 may pointed out, it's just like each of the I'm using each of the widows. It's like the Michelle Rodriguez character. She's Mexican and she has a quinceanera shop. The Eastern European <laughs> character is a prostitute. The uh, it's just kind of it's one. It's just like uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. Just Marcus it, pretty it, much it's, said it's all cheap. It, 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 it's all it, it's cheap kind of. Yeah, Marcus said what I was gonna say. It was these. It was these 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 lower class and I put those in quotations cliches attached to like racialized mm-hmm. you know and i'm just like guys you got to get out of here with mm. this 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 is this is bs you know so what i will say kind of going into small acts is i was like in like a 50 50 i was excited because mcqueen would finally start talking about 
something that's like directly familiar for, with him, mm-hmm. which I had never yeah. seen, which I had yes. never seen him do. Yes. Maybe like I think Hunger. I remember he said Hunger was interesting to him because when he was a youth, Bobby Sands was like you know a big thing for him, you know. So, but that that was probably the the film that was like the most connected to something that he was into. But still, you know, it isn't about his you know about blackness in the UK. But on the flip side, I had became worried about McQueen's like adoption of kind of Hollywood techniques as a filmmaker. Mm. I, 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 I thought I thought hunger was such an original picture. And I, and I still do think it is in storytelling. And I, I, I found him become becoming more conventional, like 12 years a slave on. Right. And that was my issue yeah, with yeah. that was my issue with Widows. Cause I, cause it was him like being like, oh, anybody can make an action thriller film, and yeah. and that's just not really the case. Like genre, not everybody. Like, I thought it was like an elitist like flex, like oh, I bet I can do this, and what right. it, it just wasn't that entertaining to me. So him going back to England and touching upon the the story of of. West Indian Caribbean people living in England. I was really interested to see what he did, and um, I really enjoy the the short stories of uh, the Lonely Londoners. Londoners. Oh uh, yeah, know. great book, great book. Yeah, by Sam, uh, Sam Selvin, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. It's one of the early. It's one of the first, I think, West Indian books that came out from England because it was a dude who who went there and was writing about his experience and was using um, his language and his vernacular in the writing. Mm-hmm. And it's been made into a teleplay a couple times, but it's it hasn't been turned. I was, I was hoping to sort of see it here. You know, I was certainly happy to see C.L.R. James, who's one of my uh, biggest influences in political thought, represented in the film Mangrove and talked about in some of the other movies. But uh, yeah. yeah, let's let's get into it, guys. So what what I'll say um, is I'll say three things to kind of like they're like big sweeping things, right? Um, and we'll go and I guess we can go from there. Number one is if I had to say out of five, it's like two two thumbs up, well two thumbs up, two thumbs down, and one thumb in the middle. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's right. kind of how all I right. go out of the five, and and the middle kind of trending down. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing I will say is, I feel, and I don't know if this matters, but two of them feel like cinema, and the other three feel like TV TV episodes. Yes, which, which, which ones? Uh, Lovers Rock feels like cinema. Yes, and even education. though. I don't think education feels like I lo- education is my other one that I like, but it feels like a TV episode. It actually oh, feels it, it actually feels very de- I, hold I, on. I, I, it, I agree. It feels very decalogue to me, which I think okay. is, which which Fair I'm enough. going to like sit up here and you y'all know I love the decalogue. Or also it's another one. Um, I gave it another comp that I can't remember what it what it what it what it was. Um, but um, but Mongrel feels like a movie, just not a very good movie, to be honest with you. Um, that's my thing. Oh um, my god, that's my thing with it. And so, what's the other one that you thought was cinema? I think I think Lovers Rock is definitely cinema. Yeah, yeah, we all we all agree. But the on other that. one, right? Yes. The, the yes, other one. But, um, 
Oh, I said two. I said two. I said yes. two. Two felt like Lovers Rock and uh, and and Mongrel feel like cinema. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like a movie, just not like a. I just think it's a not a good movie. Um, and it's just weird because the only thing I will say about it is, I, and I'm a little, I'm a little confused, and I don't know if it matters in, in my confusion because I do feel like it is mostly TV. In a weird way, but I don't know if that matters. And I well. Well, what I from what I understand, because I've, I've been obsessed now since I've watched it, going and looking at, going and looking at kind of supplemental kind of information to that, you know, it was he pitched it to BBC as a TV series, and then as he was preparing it, he told the cinematographer and the writers, "Don't tell anyone, but I am thinking of these as films." Right. So yeah. that, that's also where it sort of works, falls so. in between. It, that's why it's sort of it's uneven in that way. Yeah, and and just a side note: this was also in the works post Twelve Years a Slave, pre Widows. Widows, oh, everyone, whatever. Like Small X didn't have a title, but this was the next thing that people were anticipating after Twelve Years a Slave. So kind of, unless you're like in the industry or whatever, when like when the trailer and the news for Widows broke, it was kind of like oh, it was almost like a. Um, like when Wong Kar Wai made Chung King Express in the middle of Ashes of Time, it was kind of just like mm. everyone was expecting Ashes of Time to come out. And then he made this other movie before this other thing came out. Also, yeah, he's but, had um, quite a few. That's the interesting thing is like there's been like interesting projects that he hasn't done. Yeah, like, I know, I know, I know. He was attached to like the Fela film for a while. Yeah, he mm. was. Which, which then got actually, and I haven't heard anything. Then for a minute. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the man's name, but he directed Mother of George. George, I know, yeah, he, he was, was given, which, which made me even more excited to, to, yeah. to, to, to be quite honest than yeah. Steve McQueen. And then um, I know he had a TV show with HBO that he was developing. That yep, was that like, also that even went into casting because I even saw the casting notices, um, but HBO scrapped it mm-hmm. um, at some point. So he has a lot. He's had a lot of we- like interesting things in 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 the in the burnings in the fire, but. I don't know. Do you want to go? Do you want to go in order, maybe, of each one? Yeah. Like start with start with Mon sure. Grove and go. Yeah. yeah so I, let's I mean, start with. Uh, let's start I thought with Lovers Mon Rock Grove. was first. On Mon the Grove release, is the first one. The oh, release oh. schedule was Mon Grove, which is about the West Indian restaurant Mon Grove and police being dickheads, and about a famous case that happened out can of. Can I can I give you my my sort of context a little bit so i'm gonna i'm gonna go through the the film orders and just sort of based on my kind of family experience and and tell you sort of Mm -hmm. the subtitle that i think they are Mm -hmm. so mongrove is kind of the exterior forces of the sort of the white english public against the west indies right rover's rock is the inner the inner forces you know and you know, sure. uh, red, white, and blue is sort of going inside, and you know, Alex uh, Weedle is kind of Weedle. yeah, alienating the, the alienated, and education is sort huh. of the exterior mental forces. Wow. So mm-hmm. that okay. that's the, that's the way I'm looking at it. But go ahead. Uh, you yeah, want to so, start with Mongrove? Yeah. So Mongrove is is about this restaurant, and then as people are just trying to mind their own business and have a good time, the, the restaurant becomes politicized and 
uh, the cops just keep on raiding it and raiding it and raiding it, and it turns into a trial. And right. for me, what I'm how I agree with them too, me is that it does feel like a film, but but the second half when it becomes a courtroom drama, it lost some of the heft. Yes, but so um, I'm going to chime in here unless someone wants to step in. But the 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 thing about it is that from what I understand, so the the first film Mangrove is about. I'll just tell you briefly. My grandmother, the, in 1948, the British asked its colonies, especially West Indies and then later on African colonies and, and, and some and Asian colonies, to come to, to come to Britain, to come to England, to be part of the workforce. Because of, after World War II, there was a, an, a, an extreme labor, labor shortage. So they came in starting in 1948 um, on what they called on, on a ship called the Windrush. And they called this generation of people that came in between 1948 and 1971. They called them the Windrush generation. And when they came in, the British public were just not prepared for them. They thought, you know, in their way, they thought that. I was describing it to someone today. It's kind of deep within their heart. They didn't say it outwardly. They, you know, it's kind of like the Charlottesville, we will not be replaced. Mm -hmm. They saw these people coming in as potential replacements for them. So that's where the hostility comes in. And, you know, the raids on the restaurants, these are all real. These are all sort of real stories. Um, the raid was there to sort of put these, as they say in the film, to put these people in their place and to let them feel like frustrated and just walk away and go away from, you know, from, from, from their neighborhoods. Yeah. But, the mangrove was a real restaurant that existed mm -hmm. until 1992. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I've interrupted you guys. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of going with what, what Scott said. I, I, you know, I think my, my challenge with mangrove, like none of them are like, like I don't, I don't, I'm like McQueen. What's wrong with you? There's nothing like negative on that level. I okay. just, I just got very uh, bored with a kind of talking drama that right. went into like this really heavy historical melodrama. And this is the other thing that I'm going to point out that applies to all five. So three of them are based on living people, like mm -hmm. that you can identify. And I think I think McQueen got a little in those three. He got a little bogged down in having yes. to do this kind of history lesson. Yes. Thing. yes. And it just it, that was my issue with Mangrove where I did think that parts of Mangrove are very good. Like I thought the the courtroom moment where the brother caught the the cop in the lie. That act yes. was excellent. It was fantastic. It was so well done. Right. And but I thought some of the arguments it, it got pedantic after a while, and yes. it, it just didn't have an it just didn't have a uh, a pleasing. You know what's funny? I, I and not to compare him to another director, but I yeah. had literally just watched the verdict the same oh, week shit. that I watched Mangrove, mm. like out of coincidence. And I had I was, I was just about to ask you about that, Antonio, because I was trying to think of is there a film that you think that it's you know that is sort of the the high water bar. Yeah, that verdict. Not, 
the verdict verdict does it really well i thought i was like oh wow the way verdict kind of bobs and weaves and knows what's unimportant to show in a courtroom thing and important how to keep it personal um and i think and and making the political things that are in there more in the behavior and in the visuals rather than just like these like Mm. long speeches and i just i just thought it, it it bogged it down it became a kind of uh, uh, a lesson, like you know, get down and get and 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 learn your history. And I was just like, fine. I mean, that's fine. I didn't. I don't. I don't hate it. But I was like, right. okay, this is cool, you know. Um, but on the, on the other end, I didn't know about the Mangrove Five. You know, I was the Mangrove Nine. The Mangrove Nine. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I was very happy to learn about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I, like I said to myself, I said he's doing. He is doing honorable work in that level. So can, can I, I ask you I, guys I a question? Because do you think like you think that he was too close to it in order to sort of really step back and make cinema out of it? Could be. I think he that might, could be a he reason. Might be, he might be too worried about what people who are around also. If he took Are some liberties, yeah, livid, yeah. I think it might be more towards that direction, to be honest with you. He seemed a little overall outside of education and lover's rock. He seemed concerned with like how he was going to be depicting people like super right. concerned. Mm. Yeah, because because he says that, for instance, in his family, his family knew one of the mangrove nine and he only found out later on in life. Mm. And. Mm. And I think he was he's being pedantic because in interviews he said that um, even British people, even British black people, young British black people, even not even not even so young black people don't know about the Mangrove Nine. Yeah. And I think he was just trying like widows to stuff everything into that episode. Yeah. And 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 I think you know as I as I was thinking about the sort of the overall series, I'm thinking sort of a few of them he was too close to. Hmm. Even, but even I, I take that back because education is based on him. And is it? He, yeah, it's based on the education because I think he's dyslexic, and I think he got caught up in that kind of demeaning educational system. Hmm. And um, but but I think that was much more cinematic in a way than Mangrove was. Or I just think it was, I think, I mean, we'll get to education. I just think it was much, much, much better done. I just thought, right. I, just, I just thought education was just really well done. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I would take a different um, thought, Warren. I would look at it kind of like actually education he's able to distance himself because it's a fictional character even though it comes there from him, right? Yeah. While, like, you know, he, he it's hard to do biopics, man. I mean, let's let, let's 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 keep it one one hundred. It's Absolutely. like it's really hard, and especially if people are still living. And you, you, it's always better to do like like just a section a, of someone's a life. section like a of piece. someone's life, like right. a, like a, a month life, or a life day. to death. Life to death is just such, it's it's too much. Which right. which at which least I, for a movie, at least for for like a, a, a standard length movie. Which yeah. I and I don't. Mongo I personally is, but. Ahead, I personally Scott. don't think that we should be making biopics about living people. You're not the only one who thinks that, Scott. I know there's a whole train of thought of people who don't really what, what, believe in it. What, what is your thought process, Scott? 
Well, because, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I don't like to make hard, fast rules. But I think when people are in control of their own narrative, one, they can revise history or two, control what's happening or we don't get the art that we really want. Like... Look at the NWA movie. Well, I was about to say... What I was about to say is the NWA movie just, you know left out all of the domestic violence that that happened and it's so when you get to executive produce your biography you get to control things and you get to leave the ugly parts out yeah right and then add in stuff that didn't even happen to make you look like superman like helicopter like helicopter chases yeah so (laughs) i want the the movie or the movie I want to see about N.W.A. Dr. Dre wouldn't want to to be made. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think mo- I don't think any of them. If, if, if we're gonna be real, I don't no. think any of them would, would would want to be made. No. Yeah. Not at all. And like, I, yeah. No, but so what do you guys think? Because I I thought there was a theme in Mangrove of those kinds of freedom fighters on the walls. You know, there is the Paul Bogle, which is sort of the the slave, you know, slave rebellion leader in Jamaica. There was um, there was Jean uh, Jean Jacques Dessalines, the sort of the slave rebellion leader of Haiti. Mm-hmm. And then there was the Black Jacobins, which is the um, C.L.R. James. James. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, what do you think? Do you think those are kind of like superfluous stuff that they he just put in and go? Well, these are fighters, and they re- they have fighter stuff. <laughs> well, I think to I think he was trying to maybe set up the rest of the the rest of the series a bit because they right. are they are invoked later. I I honestly though think he could have done a bit more, only because like I'm trying to think of the people who really don't who really don't know about CLR James right. and these people. Um, not so, and people will say you know the immediate defense is well it, it gets people interested in them by mentioning in them and I'm like eh, I don't know if that's always the case but I I felt there was I th- it felt a little ham fisted if if I if I if, yeah. if, I, if, if I have a word so, well so C L R James was involved with the Mangrove Nine right and mm-hmm. and Alex Weedle cites that being forced to read the Black Jacobins in prison. Uh, helped him change his life around. Right. So, so I hear you, but there's also um, historical relevance to it. And but I also know that I'm being biased because Black Jacobins is one of the books that that radicalized me. So, but, but we're saying Scott that yes, it's clear that these are things, but dramatically were they emphasized in a way that was really effective? I don't think that they were. I think I they think were so. in Alex Weedle. Yes, they were. And it wasn't in Mongrove, which is interesting because I was so happy to see CLR in there. But I think you're correct that maybe he didn't need to be. Do you think, guys, if he had focused on one of the Mangrove Nine and just focused on that one person, um, that it would probably be, it would give him room? Because, you know, I, I think the thing that we like about the next movie, Lover's Rock, is the fact that. He has, he has, he gives 
he has the room to sort of step back and sort of let you see people in action as opposed to people just talking about their actions. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. Warren, that's exactly it. That is it. I, I, what makes hunger great is we're just watching it. Right. Right. That's why hunger is a great film and it's really an original piece. You're just seeing these guys. I mean, like, look, hunger gives you no context for like, I don't even know how long when you're watching that movie. Yeah. You're like, what the hell's going on? Whoa. And then by the end of the film, you're, you, you, you can't tell me you don't get it all by the end of the film. Or at least right. get what you're supposed to get, right? Yeah. You know, he, he goes the opposite. He does the opposite of that in Mangrove. I actually wanted more hunger in that way. I wanted more right. of a film that's just kind of existing and showing us how these things. And then what he ended up doing in Lover's Rock, which I guess we, I don't know if you want to go to Lover's Rock. But, but I thought, well, hold on. Let me, let me step, step on to Mangrove 9, and I'll just use Scott as, as a kind of – um a sort of a conversation I had with Scott probably about a month or two ago, and he opened my eyes to something which I never thought of before. And we were talking about, for some reason, I don't remember what the context, but we were talking about, I was comparing, I think, Spike Lee to Tyler Perry, and and Scott was just sort of like, he was just basically said to me, he was like, why do you need to compare them? Because they're two different people, and you, you, there's no reason to have them even in the same conversation. They're, they're doing two different things. And I think I'm bringing up this point because what Scott opened up in my mind was, you know, we as sort of black people and sort of uh, contributors to the art of cinema, there's so few of us hmm. that when something comes out, we sort of grab onto it and, and latch onto it and be like, why, did, why isn't everything in it, you know? And, <laughs> and, and I, think, I think to a certain extent, I think Steve McQueen took on a kind of mountain and put it on his back when I think this should be sort of, this is, I think this is like a first stab at it. Yeah. And then perhaps someone else could take it and make it into cinema. Good point. I, I, I think that's a really good point. So that's it. That's all I want to say oh, yeah. about Mangrove. We can move on. I like and, that. Uh, well, I just want, Marcus, what did you yeah. think about Mangrove? <clears throat> I thought it was like solid overall. Like it, it, it was fine. Nowhere near a masterpiece. I would never use the term great for it. And right. it's weird hearing everybody talk. I actually liked the courtroom stuff more than just about like a- anything else, to be quite honest. Like I think... Um, and, 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 you know, it's tough. I'm not saying this is wrong, this is bad, whatever. But I do think at a certain point it was almost just like, yeah, no, we get it. The, the, the police, the white people, the system is totally out to get these guys. Even though it's a different context, like American racism is different. It's still kind of like this story we've seen it. I actually wanted to get to this this, this courtroom well, drama. It, and oh, just a second. And it's okay. also like instead of just... Whether we're talking about a time to kill or to kill a mockingbird, whatever, mm. so many of these stories are left in the hands of the lawyer, the white lawyer saving the day. But it was really yes. these people who were on trial who kind of saved themselves and yes. put themselves in the driver's seat. Just like we were saying, I mean, I think probably, yeah, like Mtume mentioned earlier, my favorite moment in that whole movie is the scene when he's like, oh, the opening to this police van is only this big. How did all three people see out of it? Like, when he when he gets that kind of first crack in the case, and yeah. he's the one that figured it out. It wasn't the lawyer. Like, if anything, the, the, the lawyers, 
I'm not going to say they were cowards, but they were very much concerned with like, what's the easiest deal that 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 we can get? Like the lawyers were kind of panicky and semi spineless from the jump, whereas the people well, who were on well, trial were, were a little were, more gung ho. They, they were just trying to. They were sort of cow. What's the word I'm looking for? They were kind of. Entrenched they're trying to smooth the system. situation over, and they're, and they're right. yeah, they, they, they true. They were entrenched in the system, and they're also just kind of like, how can we just, how, how can we just make this go away? How, how, how can we just make everything nice and make it go away so there's no more, right. so there's no more problems? Like that's kind of how, how how they looked looked at it. So, okay, at least to me, at least, yeah. And but I will say, like, living in Baltimore, there's not a lot of West Indian food, and. <laughs> like you know um mangrove just made me really want some jerk chicken yeah or like um a couple curry, of the movies or did some, <laughs> or some uh or some curry chicken from Culpepper's, you know Woo! right um, Culpepper's. yes <laughs> bring that back man <laughs> let me tell you uh, and tume and i lived together in in uh Flatbush, Crown Heights, like a weird Mix, East Flatbush, yeah, I guess. I guess um, te- technically, for like six years, many years ago, and there was a very good Bayesian restaurant called Culpepper's. Ooh. I hope it's still there. Right. And uh, a couple uh, last year, when I was still living in New York, I was invited to a holiday party, and I didn't have time to cook, so I went to Culpepper's. And I grabbed some curry goat, some curry chicken, some uh, some some uh, fish with cuckoo cuckoo and gravy, yeah. cassava pone, and some oxtails. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I knew my audience. Uh, a quarter of the people at the party I was going to were West Indians, so they were very happy. You did the right thing. <laughs> yeah, and I I won. I won. You won. <laughs> you won that <laughs> round. I won the holiday party. And, yeah. uh, oh, my God. No, McQueen, great, man. McQueen knew, man, to, to keep, you know, make us hungry after that every episode. And in, right. and in quarantine, I was like, man, what you doing with this? With, with this? <laughs> yeah. That, and like, the, other, the other thing I'll give props to him, too, is the keeping in a in constant uh, rotation the west indian sucking of teeth dude i was about to say that i was about to say that like because like it was a thing that like when i discovered that it was something that all <laughs> the west indian folks do like you know culturally, yeah. i was like oh wait it's... a minute this isn't like one or two people that i know who do it this is like right. a Thing. No, it's it's yeah. a thing. It's called stups. Yeah, that that's what that's what my professor, one of my my professors, told me that it's called stups. Yeah, it was deep, oh, man. I was I, I I laughed every time, and I, I was like, man, that is so classic. That's very and 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 you know, I guess one thing I'll, I'll give, and I guess we can go we can go to Lovers Rock with this one, like yeah, the the behavioral ticks. Um, in some episodes, I mean, overall was really strong, but then in some episodes they really shined. And and while you know I was not a fan, like I said, of Mongrove, it, it was amazing to me to watch Lovers Rock be like the complete opposite in in yeah. storytelling, in its approach um, right. towards depiction, where he 
I felt McQueen did what he did with his older, with the, you know, his first couple of films. He he was like, I'm going to like put you into this world, let you experience subjectivity, right, mm-hmm. and just let you flow into it. And I found love, and I found Lovers Rock saying a whole lot more, right, because of that. And I. I was totally enraptured by that film. There was I had one or two little things in, in, in it that didn't really work for me, but that's what, like, what are they? Uh, I think maybe, I want to hear what other people, other people say okay. so what, I, I, what, on let, the back end. Right. And so what? How would you describe the story of Lovers Rock? I mean, that's the thing. It's like uh, um, there's it's a party, the Caribbean house party, right? It's like They're the, setting the, up the, the party. It's a Caribbean, and, a Caribbean yeah. house party, right? It's yes. being set up, right? Yes. You meet the cast of characters in this kind of tone, in a very tone-filled way. They're not, like, introduced to us right. in these very, like, boom, boom. You know, they're getting dressed. They're cleaning the place. They're, they're testing out their sound systems. They're getting the food ready. You right. know, it, 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 you're, you're getting the process. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, this is great. And, you know, for me... You know, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm not Caribbean. Well, I have some in, in, in my background, but I didn't grow up in a, a very Caribbean, you know, um, lifestyle in my family. Granted, on the flip side, I grew up in New York, so I am very familiar with it. So mm-hmm. it was interesting to see black culture where it was similar to things that I knew, and it was different. So I was having a really good time watching it. But then as the evening goes on, relationship things start to happen, like the stuff with the women kind of, you know, battling each other emotionally over the men the some of the predatory men and then the the more protective and respectful men and all the mm-hmm. different vibes of the the young brother with with the, with the cops and the I love the doorman he was amazing and I have to yes. say man there are two sequences in Lovers Rock that I think are like mesmerizing the um the silly games moment is brilliant which which silly games the first one or the second where they're singing no when they're when they're no when they're when they're singing at, during the um the dance the dance and 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 it continues oh, okay. right that's yes. that's like that was just brilliantly done and like you know what if that was like the one dope like you know moment of the film i'd have been really happy but then the kunta kente um r- song uh that Extended like peace is magical. Which Kucha Kenti song? Like that moment is is some incredible cinema. That that to me is cinema right there. It moves in a way that cinema that just breaks those rules, man. Like it's just gonna like take its time. What what do you think? The other part about it too is the kind of mosh pit. Yeah, the mosh pit sort of dancing. Which I thought was kind of, I think like the 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 silly the silly games kind of acapella singing was kind of it was the 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 height of the sensual part of the party, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it sort of then we started to go down to sort of more aggressive kind of like, you know, like it's kind of uh, that the central the, the 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 that central part is kind of like we're escaping, yeah, and then. The second, the, the next dance sequence, the mosh pit part is like we need to get our aggressions out. Yeah. From from what we what we experience from the outside, we need to get it out somehow. Yeah. And you know, I always I I, I, and I had another moment where I was in that kind of like oh. 
this some things are different. Like you know, like I'm I'm a hip hop dude and I'm a hip hop yes. and a soul dude. So I have, I have those moments with something like like when scenario comes on, I have that moment rather than like the, I know that track, but I don't have that historically. But there were some things that were super familiar, like the moshing and like the men getting. But I always love there's always one or two women in there. Like you yeah, always, yeah, yeah, yeah. You always yeah. have like the yeah. one or two women who are like, nah, man, I get tough like that. You know, what right? I'm yeah, yeah. And yeah, it is yeah, or just or, or or the cousin or the same like when you've been like hip hop show or like a hip-hop house yeah. event where you see the one guy who comes in and it's like, this guy's going to be trouble. So you know what? Oh, let's yeah. try to be nice to him. So instead of like, you know, like, like, like let's try to like rough him up or be like, hey, we don't want any trouble. Just offer him a joint. Like offer him a hit. Like be nice. Just kind of right. like, you know, and, and I, I've been in those situations before. Or, and and, and I, like, them, I, like the, so. I like his, I like that character as a representation of like, I have nothing and this is the only thing that I can go to yeah. where I can get my, you know, you know, whatever, you know, sort of, I feel sort of terrible about myself and I can go to this place and feel all right. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I was, I was, I thought it was awesome. And um, I, I was really, I like that's, a, I, I, I can't wait, I can't wait to watch it again, to be honest with you. I, I watched, it was, I watched it again today. Yeah, you did. I haven't. I, I, I want to give myself some time. I, yeah. I, I finished the other ones, but I thought it was really, you know, I, I had one or two things. Like, uh, I guess I'll just say um, the only thing that was a little weird for me because it, 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 it just I thought the sexual assault narrative mm-hmm. was I, I. I just didn't think he handled it the best way. Well, I thought I thought I thought I thought he went a little far where I was I was bothered in a way that it like the guy that ended up just being back at the party, which I get it probably happens. But I just didn't as as a as a as a piece. It just left me kind of wondering that that, I I can give you some context. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of guys are always in those parties. Well, of course, I I, I was just going to say, but even in two minutes, like that kind of stuff happens. And I thought that, too. It was one of those things where I found it frustrating, but I did. It's such a cliche to be like, well, it happens. But unfortunately, it's like, I mean, yeah, well, No, it, no, no, it but happens. I'll give you a bigger context. So okay. I, I know not only in my family, but other West Indians, where you have these kind of predatory purse people. And they're still invited to these parties. And they still, even after they do, you know, terrible things, they're still invited back into the fold. Even hmm. immediately after. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's it's you know like we're looking at it from our eyes as you know a little more enlightened than they were back then. They, the you know we would immediately go, this guy's got to go, but they would be like, but it's it's bombing. It's you know like he's he's here all the time. We just have to protect ourselves from him. Yeah, I I, I, I totally know. I totally agree with that. I and mean, look at, at parties, at hip hop parties, you see that. Like, there's tons of people we know like that who do things. We see it. I just felt that, like, dramatically, it just felt, it just felt like there was another another way yeah, he like, could have went about it. It just felt a little weird to the point where, like, for me, I I, I hear you, Scott. I'll, 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 I'll be quiet after this. It just felt like there was a, it felt it felt tacked on a hmm. little bit for me. And I just, I just, I just didn't, I, it just didn't, I was like, uh, and I think what's, what, that thing is such a major thing that happens in there that I felt that it needed a, a little bit more yeah. 
I de- mean, I, dealing but, but go ahead. Go ahead. In I'm a sorry, way. I'm interrupting you. What I was going to say is like, yeah, like a 20th of the people we grew up with in rap spheres, we aren't allowed at parties anymore. Yeah, so, we're real talk. Like, like a solid, I, I'm not going to name names, but there's a list. So I, yeah, I get it. And so, yeah, that's all. No, I, I've actually seen it before. I've, you know, I've been to a party where my mom's at a party and some guy's grabbing her and he's pushing her, she's pushing him off and no one says anything. So yeah. it, it's, it, it might seem tacked on to our eyes as, you know, because we would never tolerate that. But back then they did. I just feel like there's a way he could have framed it, though. I don't. I don't think he framed it. I feel like there was a framing I see issue. What you're there's, a, there's a framing issue mm. of it. I, I need that framed. Why are we letting this exist? Right. Fra- framed in what way? Like in a kind of compositional way, and or in a kind of in a um, compositional narrative, uh, right. dramatic way. It, 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 and I mean, it's a slight tweak. I'm not saying it shouldn't have been there. I'm right. saying that we're if we're gonna talk about that. We got to, like, talk about it a little bit more rather than just being like they stood up to him and then she goes and, you know, g- get some comfort. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I just it, I just, it didn't feel like enough to me where like, I, see what you're saying. I just, it, it, you know, he, I, he sort of broached the subject and then walked away from it. Yeah, that. that was that was my thing. Okay. I, I do. I agree. No, I hear you, Warren. No, trust me. I'm yeah. not saying avoid that. It's real. Like, <laughs> right. That guy. I mean, those scenes were like hit when he was in the um the brother who played him. I mean. Horrible character you played, but he played it very right. well. I'll, I'll give yeah, yeah, yeah. He some did. serious he did. props. Even, 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 and even in the dialogue too, where he's like, "I, I am a, I'm." What does he say? He says something like, "I am a, I'm a good man." And I'm like, yeah. "Who's introduced themselves and says I'm a good man?" <laughs> yeah. not, not good man. <laughs> not a good man. Which is, which is like, which is like literally like the red flag to show you he's not. But right. like. You know, like in, on that bathroom line, I've seen brothers do that. I've seen guys right. do like, get, let these women go to the bathroom. Get the hell right. out the way, man. Right, Move, right. Move, you know. But and, and I, I hear what you're saying, too, mate. It's not as if you wanted him to spend 10 minutes on it. Yeah. Just a couple more minutes. Yeah, it's a couple more minutes. It's, like, it's a way to frame this um, this aspect in a way that I felt like it it, it sits it sits in the world not as it just doesn't just flow in it in a way. I, I'm, I'm maybe describing it wrong, but I just, right. I just, I just, like if okay, if you would have sent me that script, I would have said, hey man, I think this through line is great, but we got to do something here. Right. I would have. And, and the I more, the more the you think note. about, the more you talk about it, the more I'm realizing too, like it, it, it does owe a couple more minutes because he's not showing it to an audience. Back in 1975, he's showing it to an audience yeah. in 2020. Yeah, exactly. And people are gonna have questions, you know, like you know, like right. and give him some context. But with that being said, I thought Lovers Rock was awesome, man. And I mean, right. I, I can I can be quiet. Like I think it's I think it's McQueen's best work since Shame, honestly. And wow. maybe maybe even I, I, than I shame. would agree. Maybe agree. even better than yeah. Shame, but I don't. I, I I haven't watched Shame in wow. a few years, so I'll be quiet. Wow. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's you know, it's like it's just a beautiful moment. You know, it's just a yeah. It's like you know, like a di- like there are these movies about a night, and it's a good one. So let me let me ask you this because I I I haven't seen like House Party, right? And really? Oh. Ever? 
I've never the, the, seen the, House the, Party. There's quite a few parallels. Just the whole, like, the idea of, like, in, in Lover's Rock, just like in, in the first House Party, the two female friends kind of half sneaking uh, out yeah. of the house to go to, it, it, it it's Tisha Campbell and oh, I, 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 uh, Sharit uh, Sh- 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 so, something uh, for whatever her name so huh? uh, Warren yes so you're coming back in like yes. five episodes He's talking doing about it. the house yes. party series that's it yeah. I, so will. I, I will wanna, I will we're not talking about house party anymore no so, well okay. no I, I, no I was gonna play I have to say a couple of things just like but even um the setting up of the music, equi- like uh, I, uh, well, well, well uh, yeah, I guess one when 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 you watch House Party, okay, you'll, I will. You'll, you'll get it. But but the thing that the thing that's really also you know there there's so many layers that make this such a great movie, just even the threat from outside, like just yeah. the you know like the girl Martha, the character Martha is walking just a few feet away from the house, and there's that threat right there from those guys, and then there is the the the, the doorman. Jabba, who brings in the the the, the really rowdy guy, I, and yeah. he brings him in because he sees sirens. Like it's yeah. all so there's threat inside, uh, threat outside, and then there's the threat inside that sort of keeps that tension, that yeah. that brings you through the whole thing, and it's and it's not and and despite the the things that we that we're finding that are not we feel that probably weren't addressed, or at least the thing that wasn't addressed. But even within, even with with that, at like an hour and Hello? ten minutes or so, it just it feels like it, it ended too soon, which is always a great yeah. thing for for any project. When you well, when you experience it, you go, it ended too soon. It means that it was great. Yeah, can can we have more hour and ten minute movies, please? I agree. Yeah, it's I agree. Ho- uh, that's a that's a movie theater thing. To be honest with you, I think I think. Um, well, I th- we're not. We might not have those red, white, and blue. Starring, starring join John Boyega. So you were you about to tell us your opinion, Marcus. So yeah, I'll just start over. So yeah, Small Axe, it, it, it's based on a true story. I forgot the guy's name. I, I don't care what his name is. Um, he, uh, um, you mean Leroy he, Logan. Sorry, yeah, I was just trying to be mean. Uh, Le, 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 Leroy Logan, he was a guy, he was on a different career path. Um, <clears throat> he witnessed um, his father beaten, beaten by the police. Although what's interesting well, he didn't, he is he didn't the, witness it. He didn't witness it. It, hmm? it happened. Oh, it happened after, after, after oh, the fact. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, what I was saying though, though the film does set up roots and and just to show that like you know police he he had had you know his his community at at, at large there were issues with systemic racism and issues with with, with the police stop prior. and frisk and yeah so it yeah I'm sorry he saw his he saw the aftermath of his father almost beaten to death. Right. So he's very kind of like ideological and decides to join the police force to make right. a difference. This this, this movie is very much in line to some on, on a surface level with Glass Shield, Charles Burnett's The Glass Shield, except, you know, I guess the main difference is outside the Glass Shield isn't really based on a true story is the main character in The Glass Shield is kind of like it's like a boyhood dream for him to want to be a cop. And he finally became a cop. And right. then once he's in, he sees, oh, this is fucked up. Whereas in Small X, this guy was in, w- pursued a career in science. He never wanted to be a police officer, <laughs> and then suddenly he wanted to kind of make 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 a change. And and from and what's also interesting is it's like from the get go when he joins the police cat academy when he's in training, um, 
when he introduces himself to everyone right away he puts this kind of mark on himself because he even says like i'm here to make a change and that already it's i just feel like which kind of leads into my main issue with this movie is that this guy is just so for someone so smart he's really dumb and just weirdly (laughs) ideological to kind of know like he's been around it like you had and, and that's the thing too the gap from the opening scene when he's a kid to when he's like a young adult you had to have witnessed a thing or two. Oh, more you know than I mean? a thing or two. <laughs> and 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 it's like I, I don't want to assume. Like some people are completely clueless about certain things and knowledgeable about others, but I just feel like it's really it's weirdly naive. And this isn't even necessarily a black thing. Just if, if you have common sense, it's just like <laughs> you wit. It's it's like hey, I'm gonna join and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna shake things up from the inside. And there's a reason why that type of ideology is made fun of because rarely does that actually really happen and it didn't so you can't can't change a system that is intrinsically designed to not exactly help people well i'm going to challenge all of you and say this so uh, no (laughs) i'm challenging you anyway so so um it's you know it's based on a true it's based on uh, a true uh, real person I sent you guys sort of an interview with that person, but I'm going to challenge you and say, you know, Marcus and Antumi are black and you are part of an industry that doesn't welcome black people wholeheartedly. Right. Mm-hmm. But you when you say, to, what, 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 what do you mean? Architecture and film. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Totally. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and and there are certain things that you're going to have to do in order to get whatever you want done, done. And even when you get it done, it's still a compromise in a, in a major way in order to get it done. Yeah. So, so how's that in a, how's that fundamentally different than the character in red, white, and blue, who was a scientist, but you know, the people around him aw- awoken his child is sort of boyhood dream to be a police officer. Uh, I, I, Film wasn't I, I, designed to subjugate people where cops, the, the police are artifacts of a classist racist I, system. I'm going to challenge you on that. So I'm just going to say one one. One filmmaker's name, D.W. Griffiths, right? Yeah, I know you were going to say D.W. Griffiths. Right. That's like that. Yes, of course. That's one filmmaker, and but he's kind of he's kind of like the the like the sort of like one of the founders of kind of cinema as we know it, right? Yeah, but he's not a founder. He he he's 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 a you could say he's a he a technique of cinema. He. He pioneered a mechanic right. of it, but no, but policing as an actual function in its totality is about um, state laws over people and subjugation of people, and there is there is no, in my opinion, methodology where policing is something that is for. The people. It is not. It's literally to put people in. In it's about right. property protection in, right. in 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 a in a, in a, in a, in a state based society. While art, architecture, architecture is a come on. I mean, I don't know much about architecture, but I, I feel like we need architecture to live. And architecture has been right. around uh, since since the beginning of time, and it's been, yeah. it, it it does things. And 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 
film is an art form, right? It's an expression, right. you know, and it goes many away. While, you know, look, and that was my issue with Red, White, and Blue. I actually had no problem with him depicting this guy. I did not like yeah, the right. fact same, that... Yeah, right, same, same. I, I want to say same. That you know, I but. felt that McQueen took this middle-of-the-road thing with it that I was just like, oh, brother, make a choice and stop being afraid. He felt very afraid to say something. Like, um, what, what, do you think, what do you think the middle of the road was? Because, you know, when I listened to the actual interview of the person, he did actually do that. He, like, after... And, and actually, in real life, it's a little worse because in the movie, he was in the police academy when his, when his father got beaten. In real life, he joined the police academy after his father got yeah. beaten. Right. So, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about McQueen's perspective of the film. He gives both opinions equal weight and equal and a kind of equal You mean the father's opinion and, and the father's opinion and and the, the sons. Okay. He gives it I equal see, weight, and 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 I, I thought that ending of was atrocious. Because first yeah, of all, yeah, I actually I actually think what I'm you know I don't know the man, and you know I don't want to speak on his family, his real life, but I found what how he treated his father very disrespectful. Uh, and his, to a degree, and his, I found, and his cousin really is an R and B star. Yeah. Yes. From the I 80s. Found, I found a yeah. high level of disrespect that he and I felt McQueen. Kind of just made it like Glossed a misunderstanding. Uh, I thought I felt he made it more, more like a misunderstanding of of like generations and things like that. And I'm like, man, no, 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 no. This is not about generational shit. This is actually about politics. Your dad, his dad, has a political perspective. He may not have been a political person, but I felt it made the dad more like a generational guy rather than a, a man with a yeah, particular yes, political yes. perspective on. Yeah. I want my time in court. I am not treated like a citizen. I know my rights, and these people have a design that is here to keep me down. And then the, his sister had a political perspective. It didn't make it like political perspectives. It made it like these, these like little fa- like, like like a family trying to find a way to be comfortable with each other. I'm like, eh. Man, I see what you're saying. I, you're that, you're man. basically saying you're you're saying that the the ideas behind it are much more fundamental. And yes. Steve McQueen is just treating it as if it's a kind of a fashion choice. Yes, and 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 a kind of way that you know one day they'll just all they'll, they'll be able to it'll be tough, but they'll be able to reconcile as a family and see the differences of their perspectives. And I'm like, no, 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 man, this is much bigger than that, bro. Like you, you, and it made me really question how McQueen. You know that first question you asked Warren about how how do like me and Marcus like deal with being in these things where, where we're not accepted? It right. made me think how is McQueen dealing with his shit that still exists? Because I was like, brother, <laughs> you know, like how? What do you yeah. mean? How how is he dealing with the white people that are keeping him uh, as a token in in Hollywood? How is he dealing with right. it? Because but, but this, th- this, but, this but can't si- be a solution. Si- but he sidestepped it by doing hunger first, right? Like if he if he started off with with small acts, good he w- point. He would have been automatically kind of ghettoized, for for lack of a better word, and his career wouldn't have been, despite the flaws that we've seen in a few of the films before. At least you know, 
I think the thing that we all share about McQueen is the respect for him. Because re- regardless of yeah. what yeah. we feel about, you know, choices that he's made, he's making the big swings where most other people don't make a big swing at all, <laughs> right? And, <coughs> and, and I think, I, I think that um, he, the way he deals with it is by choosing these subjects that no one else is really choosing. Like, you know, like I, I watched I did the Criterion sort of behind the scenes stuff, the interview about hunger and he was like he chose it because that's something he heard on the radio and he found a way to sort of while sort of you know in an artistic way sort of working that out find a way that it it spreads into the broader public so more people can kind of understand what he was doing and i don't know what his motivation was behind shame but i understand i i I, you know that i don't know but behind 12 years a slave it's based on this memoir that people really know, rarely know about, and 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 then he comes back again to his childhood with with uh, with um, with uh, widows, which we all agree is flawed. But it, the the thing about Red, White, and Blue is it is a real it is a real story. The guy did really make those decisions. Um, and it's kind of weird. I mean, Marcus and I spoke about that. And Marcus was, you know, I watched it, to be quite honest. I watched it. And I was like, fuck you. You're an idiot. Yeah. Yes. You're I a still fucking feel idiot. That way. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Are you, you yes. know, you know, like, but I, you know, I'm listening to the guy in the interview and I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I went back and I read about him. Do you know, like, after in. 2003, I think right, it was either right before he was um, given an award by the Queen. The police department, at this point, he's kind of up there as seniority. The police department um, uh, pressed charges against him because he submitted an expense form for 80 pounds for a hotel bill, and they, they were accusing him of stealing 80 pounds from the police department. And he had to hire a lawyer it turns out the lawyer, um, the lawyer turned out to be the future mayor of London, and the lawyer wow. had turned out that they owed him like six hundred pounds. Ugh, so, so even so, it's sort of even in my mind. I'm like, you fucking idiot! Why did you do this to yourself? And yeah, it's, it's 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 just like, was it worth it? Like like how his career with the police ended. It's one of those things where, like, to some degree, it's kind of sadistic. But to like pour salt on an open wound, but it doesn't make me see it like so now that it's all over, now that the, your police career is over, was it really worth it? Like that's how I feel, like in a very vindictive, like evil way. Like that, that that's still how I feel. <laughs> yeah, the, and that, so. and that's where I am with, with McQueen on it because I I honestly like I, I I have trouble reconciling him not taking the perspective that you Warren and you Marcus and you Scott and I have had watching it going. Why did you do this? It's more of a it is what it is. The ending, because, and, and this is why, and that's what sets the glass shield apart. Because by the time the glass shield is over, he's screwed, and the tone of the movie is just like he's the protagonist. So it's like, oh, it sucks that this happened to you, but it's kind of like, yeah, you know what? That yeah, well, this 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 is what happens. Like like that's why I kind of like glass shield doesn't necessarily have like a happy ending. It's like really kind of sad. Actually, he gets Charles, screwed over. Charles Burnett nineties film, The Blue yeah. Shield. Glass shield, glass, glass shield, glass shield. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But 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 the thing is, he only had one character who asked the question we all asked, 
which was that um, I don't know if it was Pakistani. I think it was um, was it Urdu. So it was an Indian character. It was yeah. like it was like it's why South, are you South doing Asian, this? Yeah, totally. You're like why are you doing this? Though. And you have like a science background. Yeah. And and no one else went beyond that to ask that question. Like yeah. I think I think like cinematically. It shouldn't have been just a question. It, it should have probably, I, I don't know how you would do it cinematically, sort of constantly visually asking that question. Like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you, you know, like. Yeah. Well, because then it, I, I have to say, in my opinion, and I don't know the guy's history that well. I did, I did read some supplemental things after because Marcus told me some things. And then, you know, Warren, you shared some stuff. And I was like, okay, let me, let me look at this guy a little bit more. And I have to say, there's, there comes a point when I think when you're denying reality, that it becomes a bit of a self, uh, a selfish pursuit. And I yes, actually right. felt yeah, like, yes, and I, yes. I felt like his pursuit was very selfish. And you know, the way they even depicted his wife, I have to say, I thought some of her perspectives were very challenging to the point where it was about their own social mobility and their own kind of, I, I self, self-absorbed way of looking at themselves as we're trailblazers. Well, well you, you yeah. touch on something there, which is sort of West Indian. And mm. I think I think that um, in reality, his father was similar in that way, but McQueen never showed that because in in the in real life, his wife did leave him for a few months because he was like, "Listen, you're doing this police thing, and th- this is bullshit. You're you're oh, absorbed into this." But they, he, in in real life, his fa- his his mother did leave his father because he was such a stubborn man. Also, so they never he never sort of done he never sort of did that kind of um, did did that kind of uh, 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 um, that connection between them. It was just like you said, it was sort of superficial. Like I'm the old guy and I'm the young guy, but I'm going to do what you don't want to do, old guy. And it was shown that way when. I think you're absolutely right, M. Tume. It was more fundamental than that. There was more at stake yeah. than it just being generational difference, you know, um, kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, it's problematic in that way. And I, 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 while it is problematic, I enjoy the fact that it pissed me off. <laughs> sure. Give us something to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it, it's from that point of view. I just, uh, oh man, yeah, that's all I got to say about red, white, and blue. I mean, okay. Yeah. So the next one, Alex Weedle, Weedle. I I think that this one is the the most problematic to me. Ooh. Oh, bring it down! How want to hear so? this? I got the feeling like you know we we're we're seeing that a theme with Steve McQueen is that. He likes to pack a lot into his work. And I think that he packed a lot into this. And almost all of it was not resolved in any way at all. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's talking about the kind of the, the system of uh, the British system of, uh, of orphans and their kind of their, their uh, the fact that neither the state or the people around them around them expect much of them but i, I just felt like the, the story didn't hang together and then he introduced another kind of um uh, um uh sort of abuse of 
the, the white English public in firebombing a house. That was unresolved at all. He just sort of mentioned it and then he just went away from it. And, and I thought that it was unresolved. Now, I understand, in, again, looking at the supplemental material, like this guy, Alex, was part of, was, was a writer, was a kind of writer and research contributor to Mangrove. And I think a couple of, and, and, and probably, hmm. inter, you know, and, and while they were in the writer's room, they started to speak to him about, about, you know, he had stories and they were like, wait a minute. Why don't we make an episode about you? And I think they didn't go. I don't think he went past that. He was like, "I like Alex. Let me just make an episode about him." But I, <laughs> I, 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 I felt like there was nothing. I, I didn't, I didn't walk away with anything much from it. Warren, you literally, you said exactly my feelings. Like, like literally. Yeah, you, I, you, I didn't you, walk away expressed... with much from it. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know if problematics what I thought, but yeah, like when it was over, I was like, oh, all right, on to the next one. That, that's yeah, kind of for me, it was like the most like, okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is sad because he's a real guy and he seems right. like an interesting person. Because I, I right. was saying, I was saying to to Marcus, I was like. This is sort of like Goodwill Hunting if it happened in a prison and Robin Williams was a was a Rastafarian <laughs> pun, punching people in the kidneys and, for, and forcing them to to open up about their trauma and read and read CLR James and read CLR James um, and that would I don't know like yeah I just feel like you so so background alex weedle is a writer he spent time in prison and this is sort of a story and this one is one where the the time constraints on this film does it no favors absolutely yeah so i agree with all of you because like it could have been at at an hour and 10 it felt very insignificant yes yeah where it felt like the first act and yeah and so I remember when I first started talking to people about short films, right? Is that a short film should either be like the beginning of a movie, the middle of a movie, or the end of a movie. However, right. a short film is not an hour long. <laughs> yeah. right, 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 right. It's like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Sometimes five, you know. Right. Yeah, like anywhere from three to 20, right? Yeah. Sometimes a little longer, but... Yeah, so this one felt like it just wasn't finished. I I wanted more, but I wasn't. I felt, ups- I felt I wasn't like, upset by it. Right. I felt like as you guys were talking, I just felt like if he had started with the prison, if he had started with him in the prison, and then evolve into the writer that he became, that I think then you would have more perspective on the guy. Yeah. But I I felt like to start start with him as a young boy and not go through. You're, you're talking about the way that the system treats, you know, people who are already alienated. But you never really explored that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought I thought the, I, I was. Yeah. I was disappointed that the foster care thing wasn't what they really focused on. Right. That, too. It could yeah, have been go that through too. the whole system. Like, yeah. like, stop just like teasing us and pulling back and going to another time period or going to something else. It's kind of like because I, I, I'm not trying to jump ahead. But I just feel like th- th- this kind of procedure. I, I don't. I don't. I don't like using this word. But like, I just think the same type of formatting he used for education should have been used for Alex Weedle. 
Totally. You, you know what I'm saying? You're absolutely right. Because if we're, if we're switching to education now. Yeah, I let's felt switch like, to education. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's the transition. I, 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 fe- I, feel that, I feel that education, even if you don't know anything about a British system, you're like, oh. So yeah. that's how they screw the people. <laughs> like, you, yeah. you, regardless of where you were coming from, you, you could see how they did it. Right. So, so education is about a young, a young man who kind of his family gets tricked into putting him into a school for very troubled children because he has some he had he has some troubles reading, reading but yeah. clearly is a smart kid. He's not yeah. a stupid kid. Well, also, I don't sure. believe in stupid kids, so let me take right, that right, back. Right, right, right. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, I, I got you. Yeah. He's not. He doesn't have any sort of learning disabilities. disabilities. Major learning. Major learning disabilities. I mean, right. it seemed it seemed like he, they just didn't teach him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and it's and also amazing, I, I even get, even though he's young, to get as far as he did without right. that is also kind of amazing. Not necessarily right. amazing in a good way. Obviously. Right, it's an indictment on the system. Yeah. But, yeah so, say, so they put him in a school that, to call it a school, is kind. Right, it's sure. a warehouse. It's a warehouse and where like the teachers are just singing inappropriate songs on guitar and people are not oh learning. Oh my God, that scene. And Steve yeah. McQueen said that, that a, a teacher actually did that to him. I, oh. I believe that. I believe oh, that. Wow. And... So, like, West Indian parents sort of saw what was happening and they created their own, like, mutual aid systems of schools to teach these kids. And, yeah, this was my favorite one. This might might crack my top ten of the year. I'm not sure yet. Wow. Hmm. But but I'll give you some perspective on sort of the British slash Western education system. So, the British system which is what I was educated with in, in Jamaica, it, it, the fundament, fundamentally, it's about eliminating people. Hmm. So, you know, for instance, like here in, in, the, in the States, it's all about including more people. There it's about excluding. And what they do in different ways is just even something as simple as like a, you're taking a class, you don't, they don't give quizzes. They give final exams. So everything is based on the final exam, at least when I was growing up. And if you fail the final exam, you repeat that class. Um, And they want to eliminate people. It's a kind of 19th century kind of thinking where if you if you weedle out the if you weed out the, the, you know, the dunces and you focus on the geniuses, the geniuses will bring the dunces along. And um, and that's that's the kind of perspective that it starts there, just on that level. And then when you include race into it and class, it's sort of like a deadly cocktail. Mm-hmm. So that that that's my that's my kind of background in in that. Yeah. And then and then but there's also and and in education there's this like <clears throat> generational thing too because when you know the mother starts to really show interest and then she mentions it to the dad the dad is just like ah oh, whatever and then he gets pissed off 
And then the very next scene, you have the dad having the daughter read something to him. And then immediately at the same time, my wife and I are just like, oh, can he not read either? Did like the same thing happen to him and it just wasn't caught with him? And you kind of see that. And also, it's actually said straightforward too, prior when they're at the meeting and a cu- I think in two instances the, the the parents or grandparents who stood up at the at, at, at the first meeting are just like yeah I didn't learn how to read but or like I didn't you know so you see how it like it's nothing new yeah. so that so there's yeah. a lot of but and, yeah. and also it ties in with the, the 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 sort of the west indian kind of um they're setting up their own independent schools to educate the kids yeah. it ties in almost directly with mangrove because you know, Althea Jones is kind of part of the Black Panther movement, along with um, the Black Panthers, the British Black Panthers, mm-hmm. and it's from them. It's from the Black Pan- the British Black Panthers. They're the ones who set up those after-school programs. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they Makes set up sense. those after-school programs, and you know, from what I've read with Steve McQueen, he was sort of warehoused for a while. He didn't realize until afterwards that he was good. He forgot that he went to the Saturday schools. And the reason that he was able to sort of work his way out of it was because he could draw. And very early on, he won a very prestigious um, uh, 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 art contest. I, sort of, he wore, I think he won the J.W. Turner um, Award Contest. And that sort of elevated him and gave him a kind of gravitas that sort of got him into sort of uh, as a kind of video exhibit artist and then eventually got him into filmmaking. Yeah, you know, education for me, I have to say, you know, like I said, I, you know, after like Alex Wheedlin and Red, White and Blue, I was a little kind of like down overall. So, so when education came on, I was like, let me, let me, let me finish this. And by the end of it, I mean, I I knew within about 10 minutes I was really into it. I was like, okay, this this is working. But by the end, I was really taken because, you know, I I have to say I I had a familiar experience in a a way. Mm. Um, When I was going from kindergarten to first first grade, um, I I had this teacher, uh, a white lady named named, named Miss Jackson, right? Mm. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. You fucked up. You fucked up. (laughs) Right. So she um, she did not like me, right? Mm. Um, she said she told my parents I had behavioral issues, oh, boy. right? We know what that's and, for. Yeah, exactly. And there was another uh, young brother who was probably more like like Kingsley in the movie. He he actually couldn't. He he actually was struggling with reading. So right. um, she suggested to my parents and to the other uh, young brother's parents that we be left back. My dad and my mother <laughs> went. We, they they um they did they 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 didn't do they didn't do good cop bad cop they bad cop and worst copter right <laughs> and got me out of that school. I was fine so forth. Though I do know through the grapevines I left that school that that young brother got he did get um he did get held back. And to wow. this day, I still like. I hope you know, good thing you know, like that it didn't hurt him long term because I knew even then that Miss Jackson was doing something to him that was not about his education and his it's educational levels. She was she was about her. She she failed him. 
She didn't right. teach yeah. him the things that he needed. And yes. when I when I watched Education, I was just like, yes, I'm sure this is very much about the British system, but geez, Louise, this thing is so it's familiar. universal. It's and universal. Also, and even and Tumi and I went to the same high school, and I was yeah. about I was about to put this teacher on blast, but like I could put a bunch of teachers on blast. I mean, I had I had a I had a I had a teacher who knew that I was going through a lot of shit, that my father was sick, that I was struggling, that I wasn't like, and he would embarrass me, kick me out of class every single day. Yeah. Wow. Oh. For four wow. months. Oh, yeah. Man. Every single day he would kick me out of class, but. There's another teacher. I don't. I mean, I think she's dead. So, whatever. But Marcus, do you remember Mrs. X? Who? M. Tume. Sorry. Uh, no, I was about to I say. Don't, I don't, did I, don't I go to school so. with you? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think. I, I don't, I, I, that's what the episode's about. We're going to break it to you, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was there was this teacher who just like was known for putting young black men on blast and being like, so like this other teacher was just a dick to me, but wasn't, but like there, there, there is a habit of like teachers just, uh, microaggressionally being racist. And that's why, that's why like, you know, a lot of people like to make fun of the term microaggressions and shit, but it's a true. lot of it's really true, yeah. and the reason why we need to make it clear is because I don't, I believe a lot of people that do this stuff don't intend to be to do it, but they're still doing it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's funny. It's funny you mentioned this. Is you know the the thing that's very West Indian in this also is the mother. Uh, you know it. it it might seem to some Americans like the mother kind of not focusing immediately and in sort of getting her son to help. But mm-hmm. you can see, you know, from the outside, like she's working two jobs. So it's kind of like, so she's just trying to make ends meet with her husband. But also in the West Indian system and the British, well, I can speak more to the West Indian system. The, the, the parents implicitly trust the teachers. So we're yeah. yeah 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 so so you know that's why she took so long to sort of it, it took a third party to come to her to be like no 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 wait a minute you have to start listening to your son and and also in the episode you know um, I, I heard in, in you know Steve McQueen talk about it but the idea of and this is what I grew up with a child should be seen and not heard. So the child didn't feel like he had the ur- the, the the agency to even tell her. Yeah. And his father what's going on. Well, it's funny you say that too because like cuz that's such a thing. Like my uncle, I mean unfortunately my dad's not around, but even when my dad was alive, my uncles and my dad and my aunts of that age, like born in like the 1940s basically. Right. Their whole thing was like you never asked why or you never right. like you just it, again like seen and not and not heard. So right. stuff like that makes me think about so many other things. Whether it's like priests, pastors, other teachers, right. like uh, other adult. Like I, I can't. It, it's crazy. I don't want to drive myself crazy, but so many things that we'll never know about because it was it was essentially from day one implemented by parents. Like, hey, they're an adult. You respect them. Shut up. And just the fear of like 
saying something. You know what I mean? It, it's so funny. I, all the time, I ask my uncles, I'm like, what was considered child abuse? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Just because <laughs> right. it's like the right. stuff that you got hit for, disciplined for, like asking yeah, yeah. why. Oh, it's yeah. Like, Jesus. Like, so what was considered like bad? What what made you go to jail? Jesus Christ. So You know what's funny? So that's a good point. So you brought up you brought up something, Marcus. I remember when I was in school in Jamaica, mm-hmm. um, we would get canings. Like literally yeah, caning. Yeah. And and um, I remember, as you guys were talking, you guys were sort of you were bringing up a lot of memories. Not, well, direct memories and indirect memories. When I say indirect, I mean from my in, parents. In junior high school, like my teachers would sometimes just like fist fight the kids. <laughs> really? <laughs> Damn. What the fuck? Yeah. What? Wow. Yeah, I, wow. I saw... I, I shouldn't be laughing because this is like... Literally, I shouldn't be either, but it was, the way it was trauma. presented you're was very blunt. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But like, I saw like teachers lose it sometimes and just like wow. body slam kids, or like I saw a kid uh, take a French textbook and knock it over the head of a teacher, like Jesus, and like fist fights. And we just thought it was normal. Well, that wow. I, can I can I say one thing? The one thing yes. I will say is one thing about um, education that I thought was really powerful, and because I've seen these types of movies before, and even when they're trying to advocate for the kids, they still actually end up caricaturing the kids. Yes. And this did not do they that. They didn't and I, do and I, it. No. And, and I really want to. And I, I'll give you an example because I've seen those rooms where kids are unruly. Right, right. Like when, I've when, worked with. I've worked, I've worked with, in them, unquote, and, I, and, I, and I've like, worked in them too. <laughs> yes. You and I are. You and I both have educational pedigree. Yeah, and I've worked with quote unquote troubled children, and like they're children. I'm t- yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're people. Kids. Yeah. But what 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 McQueen does really good is he sets up the marginalization that then makes them act out. In this way, and then shows us. I mean, I'm sorry. That sequence when the teacher sings that song to them (laughs) was one of the most angering things I have ever watched. I I, I was like, why can I get into this screen, take this guitar, and beat him? To a pulp with it, right? I wanted right. Because mind it was, you, it was, so, it was angering. It was it was angering on so many different levels. Right. Angering because mind you, that that song. Uh, is about sex workers. Yes, and yes, exactly. The song is inappropriate. What are you doing, white well, man? But but there's there's the other level, which is like he's not even trying to sing it in a in. A, he's not even bringing his A game to the song. No, he's bringing uh, his F game. He's he's singing it bad. He's singing it bad. There's so much wrong with it. The kids are clearly confused and struggling, and you're right. just trying to pass the time. And I was just. So upset, and but I applaud McQueen, and I guess because he did, he did. You, you, I, come I think from you're it. right. You're right, M. Tume. It, it showed it showed the humanity of the kids because if this guy had such disrespect for the humanity of those kids, that he would just do that. Yeah, they're going to not. You know, when 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 they're left to their own devices, they're going to be kids. They're going to try to have fun, right. and it was just it's just an expression, and and then you know. I thought the depiction of the mother was just so well done, the, and, and, mm-hmm. the, and the actress—I don't remember the actress's name—but the actress who played the mother was just it, it, 
you had already mentioned it, but like her kind of realization of the whole right. thing. I just thought it was a really good depiction of showing of when a parent can make mistakes. Right. But then, but then also how they can hold themselves accountable. Because she does, she does hold herself accountable. She may not say it. Right. But she there's a, there's a moment where you realize she goes I'm when, like when when she grabs the book and she's I need you to read something. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was just like this is a beautiful depiction of someone saying I'm fucking up. Right. Let me like get my shit together and help my son. Right. right? And, and I, yeah. I I fucked up and how far do I have to go to sort of bring it make it right? Right. And even the father when when the daughter had to read the pamphlet after he yells at his wife, right? Right. And the next one of the next scenes is when he has to sit with his, sit with his um his daughter and she had to read him the pamphlet and and he was trying to fight it but the daughter's like letting them know like hey dad no this is this our our you know Kingsley's being being marginalized and you right. can see the father changing and McQueen doesn't ham fist it he does it all with behavior it's lovely I I actually think right he does so even and, and that's that's the cinematic part about it he they so didn't good. go into a a discussion about like it happened to me also you could intuit yeah. that it happened to him right and and that right. you know yeah. and also him realizing yeah yes my son could come work for me but he's my son i should yeah. want him to have more right, right. you know it's funny you you guys are you, you talk about that actress who plays the mom i it's almost as if it was a transformational sort of even in her characterization of the mother mm. because in the beginning where she's she's kind of like uh, almost kind of like an old woman mm-hmm. and then as she becomes sure. realized yeah. you yeah. could see like I was like wait a minute the woman actually has a beautiful face like yeah. she, you were you were high, she was hiding it yeah it was really interesting it, it, it was a really great performance and an overall uh, a really great film like with like a and it, it wasn't like a, a, a cute, happy ending so much as it was. It was showing us what these people did to right. fight back. And I was just like, this this is great. This is really good. This is right. really nice. And it so, showed hope. It just, yeah. ho- it just, yeah. hope. It just showed yeah. hope. And, yeah, I mean. Hope as, through action. Hope through doing. Exactly. They're doing something. Right. So and let me. See, let, and you see actionable results because. It's if you've ever worked with a child who has trouble reading and and when they read, it's so painful for everybody. Yeah. And they captured that so well. So, Warren, as we as we start to head towards uh, the the end of the episode, Warren, you had some you had some thoughts some points. Yeah. So just to sort of bring it around, you know, the the reason I was saying in Mangrove at the beginning, like perhaps this is sort of a first stab at this subject of the Caribbean Caribbean people in London and in England is, you know, even seven years ago, I don't know if you guys knew this, the British government had put together a bill to ex to uh, to deport all of those people from the Windrush generation out of the country because they were like, well, you guys don't have the right papers. And if you don't have the right papers, we need all the years that you've been here, pay stubs for all the years that you've been here. And they started deporting people. So up, up, until, up until last year, and it's kind of like, it's that continual fight. You know, like even though the, the Mangrove Nine did their fight, 
you could see afterwards that the people were still after them. So I think like this is a the great thing about these these films is sort of like these will begin to open up uh, a a sort of a portal into um, a new kind of subject that hasn't a subject that hasn't been really explored before. I was going to say that, yeah, like education, it's it's a it's a. Definitely in the vein of this stuff hasn't been explored before, and and I think more of this or or, or at least under underexplored, right? Like, under it's underexplored under because explored, because under you got explored. films like Babylon. That yeah. was uh, about to say Babylon, which was lo- which was lost though. Remember Babylon? Yes, was, just just resurfaced lost for a couple like of years, years ago. Yeah, or or to go back to you know the the writer that Steve McQueen likes, uh, Linda Laplante, Prime Suspect. The second season was about. Ellen Marin's sort of interaction with the Caribbean community. So it, it's, there, there, there are spots here and there, but I think what this opens up a portal to is a more sustained kind of um, exploration of it. Right, because even in like the excellent This Is England, right? You, yes. have, you have side characters, but it's, it's great to finally give more to... Obviously, a part that's very culturally relevant because even like so many of the the musical and style and yeah, because and because the culinary who, movements of England it's, are inspired from, by the people who come there. Right, yeah. like you know, there would be no real English punk without ska and hell reggae. No. Hell no, hell no. So, so like all. all of that hasn't really been explored at all, you know, yeah. in any major way. So I mean. That's the great thing about the series is despite our reservations about probably most of the, most of the pieces that are in it, I think like I think the thing that it excites all of us is the fact that wow, this is something that it's not the run of the mill stuff. You know, we're not dealing with Tom Cruise's next film. We're not dealing with um you well, know. I don't want to get yelled at for not wearing a mask, <laughs> even though I even though I wear a mask. But well, I don't need I don't need a billionaire shaming me for standing too close to somebody. <laughs> or 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 like you know the the kind of you know the Hollywood's kind of like I remember when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out, and I was sort of in my mind, I'm like, was it wasn't really that great? Like, why is everyone speaking about how? Incredible it was, and I, I didn't see it that way. I mean, you guys are, may not. No see comment. That I don't want to start talking about Quentin Tarantino. I don't, I don't want to talk Quentin, about or, Quentin Tarantino or that movie or that movie like, in particular. Because it's um. it's just like Quentin Tarantino's whiteness to somehow become the star about a movie uh, podcast about Steve McQueen. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, no, no. I'm just mentioning as an example of the you know, the focus in in sort of the film criticism community here in the United States are are kind of on films that are really when you when you're like even as little as two years from it they're no longer relevant right also Hollywood is tone deaf and like I don't even care like I'm I don't think there's one movie that that I that's in my top 10 this year that comes from the Hollywood system so Mm. right well, because it's not as interesting, and, and and I think that's you know that's something else that we're finding out in the lockdown is like, oh, you know, like oh yeah, I can watch the Marvel films you know six times, but after a while I'm like, do I, how much more do I need to know about Ant Man? And um, 
and and like you know you you have films that are out like you know you guys have already had an episode on um sound of metal that are really sort of exploring things that um are exploring things that that make you really think about them and really think about your life in relation to them right and that's that's the closest thing to i guess a hollywood movie that's right. in my that's in my top 10 right maybe I, mean, I haven't completely solidified my top 10 which is we'll be recording next week but right. you don't I, have to re- you don't have to record this but i told marcus about a film and i don't know if you've seen it yet no we're, uh, i don't i don't want to edit so okay whatever you want right. to say okay all right okay <laughs> i'll send it to you um but yeah like i'm looking at my list of movies i really enjoyed this year and almost all of them were made outside of the, the mainstream system or or like were accidentally really good but i'm re- like Saskia and I watch there's like a new bad musical on Netflix every week there's a new <laughs> and it's <laughs> and I like musicals I like musicals right. I'm shameless I fucking love that shit right but but I am so tired of watching movies that are made out of aggregation that are yes. clearly that are clearly um agitprop but not for socialism because if it's agitprop for socialism I'm all about it like yeah. sorry sorry we missed you might be my top might be in my top 3 I don't know but like right. even though I do believe that red white and blue was was a big miss for a lot of reasons mostly made very clear by you guys right I think I think small acts was all in all a success I'm glad I yes. want I'm glad it was done I want to see more about it right and like I would like to see Steve McQueen like the see thing where about he it and go with it. I the thing about it is like I don't think Steve McQueen should explore this anymore. I think okay. other fil- I think other filmmakers should take it on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm I, agree, yeah. I, agree, I, yeah. I agree with you. I mean, you know, and you know, I I I did some some work in the UK. Um, for about three or four years working on oh, a play that's right. yeah. that I co-wrote. You know, so I got a lot of time. I got a lot, I got a chance to spend a lot of time in the UK with uh, the South Asian community and the black right. community there and, you know, really talking politics. And one thing I did notice there, and I still have a lot of contact with my friends there, is there is a way that conversations around race are very kind of underdeveloped in the UK. Yeah. And, and I, can tell, I can tell you why, but go and ahead. I, and, and I think small acts, what it, what it, what, what, where it is a successful project is – the people who do not, f- because there's a lot of people who feel like, oh, race isn't like America in the UK. Like I, I've I've had people literally say that to me in the UK, and not just and not just white people. I'm talking black and South Asian people said it to me. Oh, you Americans think way too much about race. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. there's people in the UK who go, oh hell no, it's just as bad here with yes. its own peculiarities. Yes. And I think small acts gives a voice to those people in the UK who feel that way, who for years have had to hear from some of their peers and, of course, from white people that, oh... It's not so bad. It's not so bad. This race thing is an American thing. Stop, right. stop, 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 stop trying to be American talking about racism. Right, 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 right. Because right. <laughs> you know? I, I, my aunt, I was just I was talking to my mother yesterday. My aunt, who's probably about seven years older than me, she probably falls into that category. Like She was talking to my mom like, was the was this is the was the oppression here in England that bad? I mean, I don't think so. But it's kind of like, uh. you, you know, it, it's it's that that kind of thing. And and 
to answer your question, I'm not. Well, you didn't ask a question. I'm just sort of jumping on. But but to sort of uh, to pile on on what you're saying is the reason why the reason it isn't discussed as widely. It has to do with the language itself mm. and the culture itself. Mm. You notice, like all these sort of English people, they speak when they speak. They speak in 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 words and terms that that sort of ex, that where the emotion is exercised out of them. Whereas mm. when the Caribbean people speak, and you could you know they go they do the code switch, mm. the, and and here in America the code switch is basically the code switch is like I'm talking to you, you're a fellow black man. I'm talking to the white man, so I'm speaking to the white man. But the code switch in in the UK is basically I'm talking in an English accent to sort of get the information out to you, the empirical information. And when I need to speak emotionally, I go to my Caribbean accent. Mm. Interesting. Mm. That is very interesting. I so, mean, I definitely, co- I'm not black or West Indian, but I definitely... In your heart, in your heart you are. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, when I'm, I talk more New York or more, like I code switch for passion and for anger, yes. So I, I understand. There's class. Um, there's 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 definitely class code switching. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I I got taught at a very young age that no matter how grandiloquent I was, if I said water, people thought I was dumb. <laughs> real talk. Right. That's real right. talk. Right. I'm serious. So yeah. I could I could talk praxis. This I could talk about the pitfalls of neoliberalism in a second international lens but when i say it like this people do not take me as seriously as when right. i go well when we talk about the hierarchy of the male gaze we can see how the hegemonic right. world affects us which is right. really a substandard action based upon new level neoliberalism or but see even as i just got angry because because of this <laughs> my, i just started switching yeah. back to my brooklyn yeah, yeah. and so I totally get it. I'm not obviously I'm not comparing my experience to anybody else's but, experience. But, but that, where, where they dovetail is the is the fact that even a black person in in England, no matter what how the height of their their status is, they have to go back to their accent of origin to to describe them to describe emotional things because yeah. because they'll never be. The the queen will never the, the 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 black and brown person will not be the regular attendant at the queen's palace. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. So there, there's always that class distinction. They'll never. It's kind of. I remember when Princess Diana died, and I was there actually that summer when she. You died. killed Princess Diana. You shouldn't admit to that. <laughs> oh man. I mean, how many people are listening to the podcast? But anyway, so we're, so we're growing, we're growing, you know, we're, we're growing now. No, no, no. But, now but, we but, are. but you got your thing, Pulitzer, but the, I forgot Al Fayed. I think it was the, 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 the her boyfriend. Yeah. At the yeah. Do, Dodie Al Fayed. Yeah. Yeah. The father who owned Harrod, was it Harrods? Yeah, he owned Harrods. He was always kind of um, the thing that sort of burnt him inside is. He felt like he made a major contribution as a British citizen and even more as a successful British citizen in buying this property that was on its way down 
and elevating it. And he was never given the respect because they always mm. saw him as the outsider Asian guy. And mm. so he would never be in a situation where he might be fooled, you know, for a little while, like, well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in these particular circles, but there's a circle he will never get into. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. anyway. Well, gentlemen... Thank you so much, guys. This was a great discussion. This was great. I, this was of course, great. of course. I need, I needed to, I need to have this discussion. Everyone else, sure. I was telling about, I was telling about the movie. They were like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." But um, the, 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 I, I really love the fact that you guys are, are, were passionate about it, and you gave yeah. me the opportunity to sort of vent. Yes, <laughs> and we're gonna, we're gonna have you on in a few episodes when you finish the House Party series. I will. Um, okay, I will. I have to, I have to go eat you, you, Christmas Eve same. dinner. Warren, you you, you, you you can stop after House Party 2. Yes, don't watch 3. Do not do <laughs> yeah. 3. Don't do don't the watch. man. Well, if, oh, well, Bernie Mac is kind of funny in, in 3, but still, as far <laughs> as the good ones, man. House Party 1 and 2, surprisingly 2 is great. It, it no, highlights two's, two's HBCUs. Uh, the Yeah, but a, after 2, it, it's downhill. Yeah, Once right. Martin Lawrence right. leaves the series, it, it goes downhill. Yeah. All right, so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever, and... We'll see you all next week. Take care. All right. All right, guys. Merry Christmas to you.